that I think I need the next pet I have to be stupid. <laughs> or just like a bit of a bimbo, you know? Yeah. Because Percy is just too smart for her own good and for mine. The the peace saga continues. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah, it just it continues. We thought that by putting on sheets that she'd never peed on before, mm-hmm. that that would like achieve something. Yeah. It didn't. So we've bought new sheets mm-hmm. and she's like being kept out of the bedroom. Yeah. Unless it's so basically she doesn't do it if we're like in bed going to sleep. Right. So she's out of the bedroom until we're like in bed going to sleep and then she can get into bed with us. Yeah. But otherwise she's out of the bedroom. Um, And so, yeah, now I'm just looking at like medical, like mattress of mattress protectors and then also like potential like UTI medicines. Yeah. Suggested, but I'm just not convinced that that's what it is. Yeah. Because she doesn't have any of the other symptoms. And also she isn't like, yeah, she she isn't like struggling to pee. Right. She is peeing in her litter tray. Yeah, she's doing a great job at peeing. She's doing an excellent job of peeing. (laughs) And she will pee in her litter tray as usual. Yeah. And she can't access the bed. It's just when she access the bed, she's like excellent. Yeah. And then obviously, of course, just as a little cherry on top, always manages to aim if we have any clothes on the bed for those clothes as well. Of course. Yeah. Because of course. As much as she can get in one go. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And then I was talking to a friend who was saying that she'd seen a a, a cat behaviour thing mm-hmm. where a new person moved into the flat and a cat was peeing on their stuff. And the cat behaviourist said, like, no, it's not because they hate you. It's because they're trying to, like, bond with you. They're trying to, like, merge their scent with yours. So if you give them lots of attention, it will stop. And I was like, I literally <laughs> cannot give her more attention than I give her. <laughs> like, if I if I want to get any work done in a day... I physically can't yeah. give her more attention. Even when I'm working, I'm talking to her. I'm I'm stroking her. I'm stroking her with one hand and typing with the other. I also, when I take breaks from work, I I drink my tea and play with the cat. Yeah, I I do not know of an animal that gets more attention from their human well, than my cat gets from me. She's also proven that like she does it out of spite, like peeing on the pan and things like that. I feel like she's already shown in the past that like. She knows it's rude. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. So, and I, I'm sure it is some kind of negative attention seeking. Yeah. But it's just like, surely the answer can't be to give her more attention. <laughs> like, it feels like if this was a kid, right. and, you know, you have a kid that's like acting up for attention and it's like, surely the answer isn't to spoil the child more, <laughs> right? Like, it's not yeah. to give them more gifts and praise. Like, I, I'm just like... There must be another way. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like we talked about, she's smart. and She's so, so smart. I don't know. It's just, she's doing something. Yeah. She, she's she's a mind she's, game. She's, it is. It is a mind game. And I just don't know like what, how she wins. I'm yeah. like, what, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> what are you trying to get out of me? Yeah. Right now. I, I have to just conclude that it's like. Because the day it happened this week, to be fair, was the day we were having the bathroom painted. So there was like a strange man in the house. There were strange smells. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just stuff where there's like, she she is, I've said this before, she is her happiest when, you know, we're both at home. I'm like sat at the dining table writing. Michael sat on the sofa like 
reading or playing a video game. We are both in her sights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she can sit like on her, in her cat tree and watch us and survey her kingdom and be like, yes, yes, everything is in order. This is what I want. So yes, that's, that's what she likes. And I get it because for her first two years, that was every single day. Like, yeah. That was our COVID. So sure. But yeah, she's just, she just, any kind of disruption, she's like, I will, I am going to express my displeasure <laughs> with my pee. Oh, God. It just smells so bad. Smells so, uh, so bad. I was thinking about, like, so before bad. I got a dog, I remember thinking, like, I would definitely want a super smart dog. I would want, like, a border collie or, like, you know, one, something that I can, you know, do all the cool tricks with. And now I'm like, absolutely not. I don't have time. And I mean that in the responsible way, where it's like when you, I think the smarter the animal, the more attention they Absolutely. need and like mental stimulation they need. Absolutely. And not to say, you know, there's a range of intelligence and maybe that's, of course, you know, but there's but a certain type of intelligence that is so absolutely. demanding. <laughs> it's so true. And I really underestimated. And I listen, you reap what you sow, don't you? Because when people <laughs> said to me, Bengals, they're really smart and playful. I was like, amazing. Perfect. That's exactly what I want. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. Um, I, and I drastically underestimated how smart my cat would be. Yes. And how, and like, the thing that annoys me about Percy is that like, and I love her so much because I can see that she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And you truly, the cat distribution system, you truly get the cat you deserve. Yeah. I'm a twisty, I have a twisty for a cat and I just, I, I deserve it, you know, but Percy will uh, meow and meow and meow and meow if I'm like writing and then Mm -hmm. she'll knock books off the shelf and look at me like, I need your attention, I need your attention. And then I'll get up to play with her and truly she will run around with me for three and a half minutes and then she'll lie down panting, exhausted and go to sleep. And it's like, (sighs) cool. Yes. Yeah. Crumb. Crumb's version of that is taking his ball, throwing it under like whatever he can't get under. Like we have like some shelving that has like, you know, like a few inches off the ground. Yeah. So he takes his ball, throws it under that and then barks at us until we get it for him. Nice. And nice, he nice. does this every night for like yeah. 20 minutes. And it's like Crumb. You, I, and then we'll see him like he'll grab the ball and be like, Crumb, Crumb, don't, don't. <laughs> And then we'll see him look at us and then like look back at the, the cabinet and then just toss the ball underneath. And it's like amazing. And then just bark as if he's like, oh, my yeah. God, help. This is, I, I don't know how it got under there. This is so tragic. My favorite ball is trapped. And it's like, oh, yeah, God, crumb. Smart pets. are Yeah, they, they require a lot. I think um, when we move, which will hopefully be later this year, mm. that's like our plan. Um and we'll move to a slightly bigger place. Like my plan, I, I really think I'm going to get another cat because I just, A, I want one. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but also I think, I've heard a lot of people say that you should home Bengals in pairs. And then I've also had a lot of people say, don't do that. It's like living <laughs> with two tornadoes. So, you know, there's always going to be conflicting advice. Yeah. And it does depend on the cat's personality, I think. But I think knowing Percy now, like, She'll benefit from a, a friend. Mm-hmm. I think to start with, she'll hate it and it will be Absolutely. a lot of work getting yeah. them used to each other. But I think in the long term, it will be good for her because, yeah, man, you think like, I work from home. I'm a writer. My life is really flexible. I can play with a cat a bit in the day. 
and then you get them and you're like oh damn like she really wants you to are play. needy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she really wants to play so um yeah so she's attention seeking and she's attention peeing but <laughs> but then you know in the mornings and it's really cold yeah i wake up and she's all snuggled like right up underneath me and she she looks at me and she purrs and she licks my nose and I just I'm like I'd give you a kidney if I yeah, if you absolutely. needed it I would you drive me insane so, but I'd do anything for you I would absolutely do anything yeah for you, so, I've yeah. been waking up because like I currently have like my shoulders are kind of messed up and I was like what's going on like why am I and like you know like my I've been just like having a lot of body aches and then I was thinking I was like oh my god it's been so cold that like Crumb, Cricket and Millie sometimes mod but mostly it's those three are all sleeping in the bed and they're all trying to cuddle and get warm and it's so cute to me that whatever position like they first come in and and stay in and lay on me in i'm like okay then this is my, my yeah. position for the night but these are yeah. often just like weird pretzely like there's like crickets under my arm and then millie is like tucked between my knees so i can't move and crumbs at my and it's just like and i wake up and i'm like gosh why why is my body hurt <laughs> like and remind me what size bed do you have it's a queen okay yeah. that's big is it big enough for two humans and three animals? I don't know, no. Alexis. I'm not sure. And also, like, I'm little, but Grant takes up. Grant barely fits That's, on the oh bed. Oh my god! Yeah, is. Grant is a human and a half. Yeah. Really, <laughs> he's so tall. And it's fine in, like, in the not cold months because Millie doesn't usually sleep in the bed. I think she's like, I don't. It's too hot. Um, and normally Crumb just sleeps at like my feet, but in a way that like I forget he's even there because it's like, I can't interact with him he's just below them mm. and cricket loves to cuddle so he's just somewhere in between us but when everyone like everyone just moves in like a foot closer it suddenly yeah. becomes so tiny <laughs> yeah 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 so for sure so yeah how cold is it there is it like actually cold or is it la cold um it's la cold but like so okay so it's getting down to like the like okay 48 degrees tonight it's gonna be fahrenheit and that's like eight degrees celsius okay all right yeah that is that is chilly chilly. yeah Yeah, it is that is a chilly that's that's cold yeah Yeah, that's fair yeah Yeah, okay so cold enough that everyone is like oh we could like you know really cuddled in we kind of will turn on the heater sometimes um so because it's january yes and it's cold Mm -hmm. it's also capricorn season yes um, so if you are born between the, yeah, I want to say 20th of December and 21st of January. So close. I, think I looked it up. Now. It's I think 22nd of December and 19th of January. Okay, cool. Um, that was great to, your then, guess was really close. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, then you're a cat, probably a Capricorn sun. You're your main star sign. When people say, what's your star sign? That's normally what they mean. Your mm-hmm. sun sign. You're a Capricorn. Um, and the Capricorn is a goat mm-hmm. and has some cool mythology. So we thought that we would talk about it yeah. today. And in addition to that, we also have a ready pet go. Um, this one is from Emily and Kira. So. Yes. Capricorn. Yes. Capricornus. I... 
I don't know how much this has come up on this podcast, but me, I'm a big astrology girl. Mm-hmm. Love, love my astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, love my tarot. Mm-hmm. Love my Greek mythology. Yes. So, or just general mythology, like Roman mythology, Egyptian mythology, just anything. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan. Yeah. Um, so any cool pantheon of gods, it always uh, appeals to me. And so there are two really interesting kind of origin stories for Capricornus, mm-hmm. um, which is a constellation. It's in the southern sky. It's in the zodiac um, kind of collection of constellations. Um, Neighbouring constellations are Aquarius um, and Sagittarius. There are some really cool stories that are associated with the Capricornus constellation. Mm-hmm. The kind of origin of Capricornus is with the Babylonians um, and their god Enki. I think a lot of the imagery um, that the Greeks then borrowed for Capricorn um, came from uh, ancient Sumerian tradition. Um, they have a primor- primordial god, Enki, and it's a god of wisdom and water. Um, and he was a fish goat or a sea goat. Cool. And so cool, right? So body of a goat, head of a goat, horns of a goat, tail of a fish. <laughs> so then we get to Capricornus in um, the Greek tradition, um, which there are two origin stories that come from the Greek tradition. The first is the, which is my kind of favorite, um, which is the story that the god Pan um, was observing um, the Titanomachy, so the war between the Olympians and the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, Pan was a satyr, um, a, a Mr. Tumnus vibe, yes. so half man, half goat. And he's watching this war play out and he's like, oh, this isn't, this isn't going well. And um, the monster uh, Typhon spots him. Typhon has been rendered differently in lots of different kind of stories. But what I gather is that it was some kind of serpent giant with legs. Yeah. That's the vibe I yeah. get from from everything I've seen. Um, and so Pan, um, realizing that Typhon is coming for him, uh, transforms into the sea goat, dives into the river and flees the, mm-hmm. the monster Typhon. Interestingly, a kind of addendum to that story is that uh, in leading Typhon into the river, um, he led Typhon upon uh, Aphrodite and her son Eros and they transformed into two fish to flee. And that's where the Pisces imagery oh, comes from. Oh, fun. Yeah. So that's a kind of little Zodiac crossover. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other story um, is that uh, Capricornus is based on the story of Almathea, also in Greek mythology. And uh, Almathea is supposedly one of the nurses or nannies of the god Zeus. So when the Titan god Kronos... Um, heard this prophecy that he was going to be usurped by his children. Every time his wife, Rhea, gave birth to a child, he would swallow the baby. So he had five children by Rhea. He swallowed each and every one of them. Hera, Hestia, Demeter, Poseidon, and Hades. Sixth baby comes along, Zeus, and Rhea is like, you're not going to eat my babies no more. This is getting long. Um, And she tricks uh, Kronos into swallowing a stone instead. So he thinks that he swallowed the baby. Rhea, meanwhile, <clears throat> is conspiring with Gaia, who's Zeus's mother, the mother of all, mm-hmm. mother of Earth. And they spirit Zeus away and hide him upon Mount Ida. And in Mount Ida, um, 
there are, and this is where it gets a little bit contested. So there are either three nymphs called Adrastea and Ide, and uh, they raised Zeus, and they raised Zeus um, by feeding him with the milk of their goat, mm. Amathea. And then also there is the version of the story where Amathea was a nymph who was raising Zeus alongside her sisters. And then there's also a story where Amathea was a nymph that could turn into a goat <laughs> and was breastfeeding Zeus right. as, as a, a goat. goat with that that good hearty goat's milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then transforming that. I don't know, that's my favorite. Yeah, like, really we love a shapeshifter. <laughs> a breastfeeding shapeshifter is, is, I'm here for that. Like, that's quite funny. So, um, so yeah, the, and, and supposedly... Um, after hiding Zeus and and raising Zeus, um, Zeus immortalized her um, in the stars. Um, I guess as a gesture of thanks. Mm. Additionally, um, when su- supposedly when and this is why I like the version of her being a nymph that yeah. would shapeshift. Um, when she was feeding Zeus in her goat form while he was <laughs> having lunch, I guess he accidentally broke off one of her horns. <gasps> But then later, when he was king of the gods, imbued it with magical properties. And that is where we get the word cornucopia from. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's the, the and it means horn of plenty. Right. Cornucopia does. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah. So that's, there are lots of origin stories for the cornucopia, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's Again, one. That's my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Um, shape, shape-shifting breastfeeding here for it. <laughs> um, you just remind me, there's a really um, fun book called Jitterbug Perfume. It's an older one by Tom Robbins, but Pan... Is one of the characters in that book. And it's a fun, like, Ooh. it's like a, um, basically there's a, a perfume that can make someone immortal, but it's like this, it's a fun, like there's some of it set in like full reality and some is like, and then also Pan is here, the goat, the goat God, <laughs> like it's a really cool. Sure. So if anyone's looking for a book to read that has Pan, the goat God in it, that exists for you. Here for it. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, it's one of my favorite movies. Of all one time. of my is my one of my favorite movies of all time too. Like, of course it is. <laughs> of course, it's it's such like us, like yeah. all over. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, if if I was gonna guess a movie for both of us to love, it would probably be it. Yeah, totally. You know, because it's, it's just, also it it's just pretty screams dark. Ella it's, and Alexis yes. cord, isn't it? Like, <laughs> there's historical elements that are true mixed with fantasy. Of course, we love it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a kind of political element, but it's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is those are the kind of two Capricorn um origin story myths. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would I would encourage everybody to turn their attention to the sky and see if they can see. Yeah. Uh, Capricorn um it's I'm trying to work out how to describe what it looks like (laughs) what it looks like and how best to see it um it kind of looks like a an upside it's it Ella's fully rotating her head around the screen trying to (laughs) I don't know how to describe it um oh it's like it's the triangle one right it's like yeah it is it's like an upside down triangle but there's a slight dip in the in the yeah in the base yes the base is the top if that makes sense yeah yeah it's like yeah the 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 longest side of the triangle is on the the top of the constellation and that has a little it almost makes it like a a very subtle v (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um yeah um so yeah that's that's capricorn that's awesome happy birthday to all the capricorns yes happy birthday thank you for having a cool mythology story that we could talk about 
most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And together we are The Flophouse, a long-running podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And because we're so long-running, maybe you haven't given us a chance. I get it. But you don't actually have to know anything about previous episodes to enjoy us. And I promise you that if you find our voices irritating, we grow endearing over time. Perhaps you listened to one of our old episodes and decided that we were dumb and immature. Well, we've been doing this a while now. We have become smarter and more mature and generally nicer to Dan. But we are only human, so no promises. Find the Flophouse on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. we figure if we're going to talk about Capricorns and goats, it would only be fair to also do a quick little, little goat info session. Yeah. Um, because also I feel like, you know, we're always talking about these like more obscure animals that we find. We don't often yeah. do just like a goat, a horse, a pig. So it's kind of fun to just do this kind of like broad uh, overview of like, what's a goat's deal? Yeah. Um, so sure. the goat is a domesticated species of goat antelope, typically kept as livestock, obviously. Goat antelope? Yes, exactly. That's a, Im- immediately like, okay, related to antelope, which makes perfect sense. They it are, does, yeah. But it's just, I've never thought about it. Um, so it was. Domestic- are they not related to sheep? They are. They are. So they're all in the same okay. family because it was domesticated from the wild goat of Southwest Asia and Eastern Europe. Um, so the goat is a member of the animal family bovidae, which is like like right. bovine, um, and the yeah. tribe caprini, meaning it is closely related to sheep. There are over 300 distinct breeds of goat, and it is one of the oldest domesticated species of animal, according to archaeology. The most recent genetic analysis confirms the archaeological evidence that the wild bezoar ibex of the Zagros Mountains is the likely original ancestor of probably all domestic goats today, which is so cool. So it's still living. Um, That is cool. And studies of DNA evidence suggest that they have been domesticated around 10,000 years. We've been domesticating goats, which is... What's that? What's that one called? The Bezoar Ibex. Oh, is that where bees all comes from? Like the stone found in the stomach of a goat that in Harry Potter has like magical properties. Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I saw that word yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. why do I know? Oh, of course. That's it's hard the stone of a goat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that's kind of their overview. And then the uh, little, the other little thing that I wanted to mention was like, they obviously are known for their like very distinct eyes. Um, and I didn't really, so they have the horizontal slit shaped pupils. Um, but a lot of animals actually have that. Uh, cattle, deer, and most horses have a similar one, mm. but goats' irises are usually really pale, 
And that's why it's so noticeable. And I think like why often like people look at their eyes and they're like, what goats are like satanic or, or whatnot. Yeah. Because they have weird eyes. But I just never, I was like, oh yeah, I guess it's just because it's really the contrast that makes it so shocking, not the pupil shape itself. And then at the end of this thing about their eyes, I like that it just mentions goats have no tear ducts. I was like, okay, goats can't cry. That's that's fine. And a little etymology that I liked is so female goats are referred to as does or nannies. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. that in that story of Zeus you mentioned, like she was a nanny. Yeah, that's I don't know. That is really interesting. You said that. I was like, whoa, wait, what? Um, that is really interesting. I wonder if there's a connection there. Yeah. And then intact males are called bucks or billies. And juvenile goats of both sexes are called kids, obviously. Um, and that's, you know, billies is where you get billy goat gruff. And then castrated males are called weathers. And while and the words hercine and caprine both refer to anything having goat-like qualities. So hercine is used most often to emphasize, emphasize the distinct smell of domestic goats. So I think, like, things can have a... Hercine smell? smell? Yeah. So... If you're wow. looking Caprine, for... Caprine, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Caprine, Capricorn. Capricorn, yeah. Um, and so those were my kind of favorite goat things. There's a ton more, but it, like, <laughs> because we did just do goat, it's like, yeah, yeah what, they're, they're goats. Yeah. There's one million they're different goats. types, and they all have, you know, they're very they're known for being really playful, they're very curious, they're smart. Yeah. Um, they can, I feel like they're, they live up to their names of being mischievous, um, they do for sure. I think it's really funny that like in that the idea of like Pan is like as like a goat god. Yeah. Because in all of the myths about Pan, he's very yeah mischievous. He's like the god of like um, the woods and music and um, you know kind of like specifically impromptu music, like free form riffing. You know, yes. like it's just so <laughs> yes. on brand for them. I feel. <laughs> Um, um, and also kind of Pan is quite associated with like earthly pleasures. So yes. like <laughs> food and, and just like romance having, and <laughs> having a good time, like, having a party. Yes. Um, oh, also of we have to give a, a shout out to um, fainting goats and those goats that scream, oh. the, the ones that scream like humans. Ten out of ten. Absolute honorable shout out. Shout to out to those. <laughs> no notes on you. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is that uh, one of the huge benefits of goats is they have been used by humans for clear, like we mentioned, centuries um, to clear unwanted vegetation. And they are known as eating machines and biological control agents um, because they are so effective at just like you put them in a field and they will eat the field. Amazing. Um, and I love any kind of like relationship that animals can have with a human that where they like both benefit from it, I think is awesome. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For those sure. Are, that's some goat info. Big love to the goats. <laughs> they really are the goats. The goats are the goat. The goats are the goat. <laughs> All right, as promised, we also have a Ready Pet Go from Emily and Kira. Okay, and we're going to split this one in half. So 
I'm going to start it off, and then uh, Ella is going to do the second half. So don't get scared when my voice turns into a gorgeous British accent. It's not me (laughs) anymore. (laughs) Okay. Ready, pet, go. Hi, Ella and Alexis. You've read one of my Ready, Pet, Go emails in the podcast before. Dr. Julian Bashir, the not-so-shy boy. So I wanted to share another. This time, for my first kitty, Major Kira Nerys. I don't even know where to begin. Kira is the love of my life, a close tie between her and my husband, and came to me at exactly the right time. Don't all the pets do? I had just quit my full-time retail management job, which was soul-sucking and energy-draining, and finally pulled the trigger on my freelance artistic career. This was at the beginning of 2019, and I am thrilled to say I am still going strong as a freelancer. Congrats. I already had a leopard gecko and a frog. I'll send those ready pet goes another time. But those aren't exactly cuddly critters, so I knew I needed a fur baby to keep me company and help my sanity during my many, many hours I would be at home alone. I really wanted a dog, but we were living in a small apartment at the time and couldn't morally justify putting a dog through that. The backup plan was a cat, and I really wanted to rescue from a shelter either a kitten or an adult black cat since I know how hard it is for them to find homes. What I never even considered was adopting a tabby cat from a stranger, but it just so happened that at the exact same time I began to look, a friend of mine was seeking to rehome some of her pets after a rough marital separation. She had three dogs and two cats, one of which was constantly anxious in the busy household and always hiding, according to my friend. She sent me a picture of the cat in question, saying, Just give her a chance, and if it doesn't work out after a couple weeks, we can return her to her mom. Well, as soon as she stepped foot in our house, I fell in love. Her given name was Kira, but I had a naming convention for my pet so far, Star Trek characters. So I gave her the title Major Kira Nerys and got her a red command-colored Star Trek collar to make it official. Kira is a manx, so she has a little pom-pom of a tail that poofs out when she gets really excited about something. She is built like a brick, and I call her my little sweet potato. When people look at her, they think she's fat, but in reality, she's just compact and weighs the same amount as my other cat, Bashir. She loves me to pieces and follows me everywhere around the house, squeaking and squawking at me if she wants something, attention, food, playtime, words of encouragement, etc. She loves running into my closet at night when I go to change out my clothes and hides under my shirts hanging in the back corner. Every day after lunch, we take a nap together. Oh, ideal. And she insists on crawling under the covers and nestling into my armpit and using my hand as a pillow. She gets seasonal depression during the winter, so I bring out the mini space heater when I'm working in my office and she hunkers down in front of it, often sitting so close I'm afraid she'll burn her whiskers off. She gets sun drunk in the morning and will roll around the floor and attack anything that happens to be in her way. Chair legs, human legs, her cat brother, or the air around her. She will scream at my husband every morning to give her butt pats, really rough butt pats, and will scream even louder if you stop too early. She absolutely adores blanket forts and will hunker down in there for hours if you let her. She plays hide and seek with me and cries if she can't find me. If you close any door in the house, she will do everything in her power to bust it down and give you a harsh talking to for trying to keep her out. She loves sitting like a proper lady picture below which we will of course upload and will stay in that position for many minutes staring into space like she's daydreaming she is one of the most chill cats i've ever met and will let you pick her up and move her around to your heart's content as long as she's near you she's happy i could go on and on about all her little quirks and just how just how wonderful of a cat she is but i'd have to write a whole novel about her to properly convey my love for this cat and how lucky i am to have found her at the time i did She has an Instagram, in case you were wondering. 
which is Kira Buncat. I've also made stickers, pins and magnets with her glorious visage. And they are some of my most popular merch at events. <laughs> Long story short, Major Kira is one of the best things to happen to me. And I think we both are better off for having each other in our lives. I attached a few of my favorite photos and a couple of videos of her screaming here for your viewing pleasure. Hope you enjoyed. Sorry for the length of this email, but I could really talk about Kira for hours. All my love, Emily. Firstly, don't apologize. No. Um, this was perfect. Yes. Kira is absolutely sitting like a proper lady. Like, but it's also giving paint me like one of your French girls. It really girls. is. Yes. You know, she's like sitting, but there's like a kind of slightly seductive recline. Mm -hmm. She's really eyeballing the lens. Um, it's also, I am Kira, obsessed. Kira clearly knows like this photo alone, like she is so safe. Like they're, there's the confidence of a safe cat is so funny where it's yeah, like they're so true she's never thought about a predator she's good yeah. to go her belly out happy absolutely she's adorable. so chill so chill um, um yeah we'll share this picture and yeah go follow kira Barncat on instagram everybody. yes please do emily, and also emily thank you for sending another ready pet go keep them coming uh Yes, we love to hear from you. Yes. Uh, long, short. Long, short. Funny, sad. Yes. The words. Yes. Send them to us. And same, if you've already sent one, don't feel shy about sending another. Like, I ju we just want to hear about your pets. So if you have more, tell us about them. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, oh, and to do that, <laughs> all you do is email <laughs> us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Um, and also, of course, join us on Instagram. Join us on Discord and just join us join, join, join us join us join us join us <laughs> bit of a cult now we're gonna we're kind of yeah. working on a kind of cult thing if you're interested it's a cult of animal worship yes i guess yeah kind of huh well <laughs> um and we'll see you next week i've been alexis yeah. p preston i've been ella mcleod Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.